Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Welcome back to the huddle. It's the huddle. Yo, this is the final episode of season one. Hey, bro, I'm going to cry. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. We made it, though. And we're here. And uh, there's a lot to talk about. But um, mm. I'm just grateful, honestly. Me too, man. I'm just smiling. Yeah. What is this, episode 12? 12. 12, wow. Episode, we've, we've, we've done 12 episodes. And this is where it ends for now. Wow. As far as season one goes. Man. If y'all are still listening at this point, shout out to you. You're a real one. You are a real one. And we love you. Oh, yeah. We really love you. Um, before we start the podcast, of course, we go into our segment, which is Hear Me Out. And um, uh, I don't really have much, though, that y'all can hear me out about. <laughs> well, I got something to say, man. Mm-hmm. I just want to know which one of y'all... Got me sick. Huh? <laughs> hmm? Which one of y'all? Because I, I was over here the past couple of days, aching. Felt like I was 75 years old, bro. Man. Aching. I got a, I don't know if I got a fever, but one of y'all, man, at one of these protests, done got me sick, man. Mm, the protest. <clears throat> well, um, well, we're hoping and praying that you feel better. Um, I know when you texted me, I was like, what the heck? Bro, what? <laughs> No, I got scared. Like, my heart dropped when you said that. Oh, man. I was, like, for real concerned, like, and I just started praying. But, um, yeah. Um, lately, I don't know. It's been a week since we've recorded, but um, I've been eating breakfast. Oh, yeah? That's the highlight Good. of my life. I've been, okay, if you don't know, I don't eat breakfast. Like, I, I eat breakfast, but that's not, like, I guess you can say I don't eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breakfast is, man, that's that's the uh, most important meal of the day. So I'm told. Um, I've been told my whole life, but I'm normally just not a breakfast person. I just skip right past that. Sometimes lunch, too, which is not healthy. But I've been intentionally waking up eating breakfast. And it's so funny because now my body is, like, hungry. I've been getting hungry every two hours. And I guess it's just, like, the <coughs> continual uh, workouts and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm, like, actually starving all the time, like, right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, man. It's probably just your metabolism kicking off earlier yeah. in the morning. And so you're just, um, you know, your body's trying to like, it's burning off food. So it's trying to fill it up. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what's happening. And then, of course, I, I eat pretty clean. Um, I've always kind of kept a nice diet, but like I've been really intentional about that, too. So things have been changing for my life uh, as far as quarantine goes, just trying to stay um, healthy. Mm. Um well, yeah. listen, man, before you get healthy, um, you should go to McDonald's, right? And you should order a McGriddle. Those are good. A McGriddle. Come on. Good, bro. They're great. Those are good. They're great. But I don't know if they're as good as the sausage egg McMuffin. Ah, <laughs> come you, on, bro. Are you against those? No, nah, I mean, I'm not against them, bro. But the McGriddle, you got to think about it, bro. It's like a pancake as the bun. Yeah. And that's all we need. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting on more information. Like, uh, okay, yeah, it is. No, it is. That's true. But the sausage egg McMuffin hit differently. I don't know what it is. I've always liked those. You know what else is good? What's that? I'm a big Pop-Tart person, like the Wildberry. Those are the best in the whole world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But strawberry Pop-Tarts are good. 
But have y'all tried the off-brand strawberry Pop-Tarts? They're better. No, I don't think I have. I started to bring a box so that we can get you to try it right here on the podcast. But I didn't want us to be smacking in nobody's ear. And really, (laughs) that's not what I was concerned about. I just forgot to get it. Mm. But those are better. Because I was in a Pop-Tart aisle yesterday and I got granola bars instead. Praise Mm -hmm. the Lord. Changing. But uh, yeah. Pop-Tarts on the off-brand. The off-brand. Try the off-brand strawberry Pop-Tarts. And I think they're called toaster pastries. Oh, I have seen those. You know what I'm saying? They're like toaster pastries. That's a little sketchy, man. No, they're good. There's only like two or three in the pack. No, nah, see, look, no, nah, they ain't playing with my emotions now. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you this. So somebody listening that. has been in a struggle and they got toaster pastries before. Let's and they're see. good. They're they, only like a dollar or something. They messed up when they put pastries on there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know it's like toasted pastries. Instead of Fruit Loops, you can get Fruit Rounds. <laughs> Instead of Mountain Dew, it's like Mountain Lightning. Nah, see. Or Thunder. You know, anything with Sam's Choice, you got to really say your grace. Sam's Choice. That's great. Yeah, you really do. Honestly. Yeah, you got to say your grace with Sam's Choice. But the, the Pop-Tarts aren't Sam's Choice. They're just really good. Hmm. So you got to try it. I'm telling you. Well, that's really good. Maybe one of these days I'll humble myself and. Uh... <laughs> it's a dollar. It's like a dollar. <laughs> so even if you don't like it, it's like a dollar or something. Like you can't go wrong with just trying it. I'm going to bring one over and that's what we're doing season two. We're, season two. We're, we're, we're going to have a food episode where we put y'all on some fire snacks oh, yeah. and some like fire foods or we argue about what we don't like. Because that's where that conversation always goes <laughs> about just arguing about certain foods that we don't like. But anyway, I've been eating breakfast every day. Um, I've been making omelets, which is pretty good. Um, oh, I've mastered flipping the pan. Oh. You know, I pray every time that the, the eggs don't just spill out and fall on the eye and then I have to <laughs> clean up. It's just too much. But All right, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dave Ramsey in the house, y'all. See, y'all ain't even know. Y'all ain't even know. Nah, I, I cook a little bit. Right. I feel like I'm all right. I feel judged right now. I don't feel right, supported like, at Did all. y'all hear me say anything? <laughs> he just said, "Come on, right. but y'all can't see his face. He just said, <laughs> all right. Listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know that I can cook. Nah, he can cook, though. He can, he can cook, y'all. He putting on the front. Now they don't believe you because... <laughs> No, I was just playing. I was, wow. I was just joking for some laughs. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Okay. Well, Let me get y'all loosened up. Anyway, um, that's what's been happening. I've been working out. I've been running. I've been just, I don't know, just really taking care of myself. I started writing again for myself. If you haven't, go to the website. Um, what is the site? Kingdomovercastles.com. Check out the blog post I put up there. I forgot the name. Oh, it's called You Just Might Have to Kneel. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wrote it as a continuation to last week's podcast episode because I felt like I didn't say enough and I low-key woke up and wanted to like pull the episode down. But then I said, no, let's just keep it going. There's obviously something in there that somebody needs to hear. Um, But I did put a blog post up on the website. And if you go under the blog tab, you'll be able to find it. I think it's for some reason, it's the second post. I got to fix that. But you'll be able to find it. It's called You Just Might Need to Kneel. Um, and it is a continuation of last week's 
episode where we talked about um, what do we do now. Mm. But um, enough of my rambling. <clears throat> it's time to kick this final episode off. Mm-mm-mm. And, um, you know, we've come this far using what God gave us. And maybe you have something that God gave you and you don't feel like it's enough. But we want to tell you something special today. What is that thing that we want to tell them? All you have is all you need. Let's go. Um, yeah, it's the truth. All you have is all you need. Yeah. I mean, you see it time and time again in our lives, bro. Um, one of the first thing that I think about is is David. David is is um, mm. one of my favorite Bible characters, bro. Mm-hmm. And um, is it is it okay to say characters like they were real people? No, I like, get what you're saying. Like <laughs> we understand. Please don't email us with no because we get it. <laughs> but yeah, man, somebody gonna be like, yeah, not a character. I know he was a character. <laughs> but um, but yeah, dude, uh, David. I always think about David, man. And as we know. Um, he took down Goliath with a slingshot and some smooth stones. Mm. And uh, it's a story that like a lot of us use to encourage ourselves. It's a story that we use to encourage people around us. You know, many pastors around the country, around the world have preached on the story of David and, and how he used those stones to take down such a big giant. But like sometimes we forget that that's legit all that he had. Mm hmm. Like, he didn't have a backup plan. He didn't have, um, you know, a big sword to take out there. Yep. He just, he used what he had in his hands. And there's something powerful to be said about that, too, because, like, a lot of times we underestimate as if God doesn't know what we're facing. Mm-hmm. And we might feel like we need more. Like, how could God put me up against this obstacle, up against, you know, to, to run this ministry or to do whatever um, in this relationship, lead this family with what I have in my hands, you know, Sometimes we operate in the attitude that God shortchanged us. Wow. And he didn't. Oh, man. If I'm being real with you, bro, I've, I've had my, my battles with God on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm about 5'7", so um, <laughs> <laughs> I said, God, you know, uh, it's 2020 now. Where, where are my other inches at? <laughs> you know? yeah, but, you know, God is good. <laughs> There, you're not short. I don't know why you keep saying that. <laughs> I'm only 5'9". That's what, two inches? Yeah. It's, there's nothing up here. The air is the same, <laughs> trust me. Oh. <laughs> no, but for real, like sometimes we, we take what God gave us and we don't do anything. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite parables in the Bible is the one with the talents. Mm, yeah. And how it says God gave each um, the talent according to their own ability mm-hmm. and um, the guy with the one buried it mm. buried it and I just want to speak to somebody and say don't bury what God gave you because you don't feel like it's enough or wow. because you're allowing fear to make you feel like you can't um, you can't operate in that thing whatever it is that God gave you like use it and run with it and don't long for what somebody else has what someone else has um because 
you know, if you don't want to go through what another person went through to get to what they got, you mm-hmm. don't like don't do that. You don't don't long for what somebody has because there is ability attached to what we have. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. God our Father has equipped us with everything we need to handle everything that we have. Wow. Yeah, that's that's so good, man. Um You see movies and stuff all the time where people will like switch positions with somebody mm-hmm. um whether it be somebody famous or or yeah. you know somebody that they long to be like mm-hmm. and when they get in those you know the other person's shoes they realize that like man it's really not all that it's cracked up to be or or whatever the case is and i think it's just like you said like we're all built so differently right um that like the life that other people are seeing we're the only ones who are built to live that life exactly and um you know so i can't look at you and be like man he's such a good writer i wish that i has i was given the gift to write because i'll go over there and start trying to write and then they'll be like yo what is this like a fourth grade essay (laughs) oh my god (laughs) you know what i'm saying because i just was not built that way um it was just like you know nfl players everybody loves to watch the nfl nba but let's stick with the NFL and say everybody would love to be Tom Brady. Right. But not everybody's built to take those tough hits. Right. Like his body is, he was built to take tough hits. Exactly. And we could love the money and stuff all we want. But as soon as we put those pads on and uh, we see a 250 pound um, linebacker coming at you. I'm changing my mind. Yeah. I don't even play this part. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's so true. I have a funny story. I had a friend, um, uh, Ron, and he went vegan a few years ago, man. And it was so crazy because we used to all go to this restaurant and eat like um, wings and all this stuff and watch the games. And um, when he went vegan, it was so cool because he like switched and it was one of them phases where you like, or one of them things where you're like, ah, this is a phase. Like, ah, mm. we'll see. But like, he would not eat meat. He was just strictly vegan for very long. And he still is to this day. I actually talked to him a few months ago. Wow. And um, I remember he was like, y'all should try it. Like, I feel so much better. I have so much energy. So here I am thinking like, okay, I'm going to try to be vegan, blah, mm. blah, blah. I <laughs> did that for two days and was mad. Oh my! I didn't know how much chicken affected my joy. (laughs) I didn't have any joy, Austin. When I tell you, I was mad. Like, Mm -hmm. and then that's back when I was like in the medical field working twelve hours. You work twelve hours with no meat, Mm -hmm. and you know vegan is like really strict, so that Mm -hmm. you can't even have certain like I don't even I don't. It's like a certain cheese and like just yeah. He like basically helped me meal prep for these two days. And when I tell you I was upset, I had absolutely no grace. And it's funny because I started talking about how I've been working out and eating breakfast. Mm. And I was running thinking about how I went vegan. And I was like, oh, that might be something to try again. But as I'm telling this story, I rebuke that vegan spirit from my life. I don't think it's bad <laughs> for other people. Like, you know, if that's if that's something that you're doing, more power to you. But there is a lane for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time... All I needed or all I had was all I needed and I needed to eat chicken. And I didn't feel like, you know, I, w- I was longing to be in another place that I wasn't at. And it affected me. Wow. I wasn't I wasn't graced for that. You know, man. Yeah. I mean, not even to change the subject, but <clears throat> I think that's why like comparison is so um, 
dangerous and toxic too. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're like, cutting grass, y'all. Sorry. I know. I hope y'all can't hear that. They can. Okay, wow, <laughs> that's cool. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, that's what I was saying about comparison. Like, I think it's so dangerous because we look at what someone else has, whether it be like you know how much they have or uh, the content of what they have, yeah, and we forget what we have, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's one thing I've seen in my life <clears throat> is just I focus so much on like what I don't have. Um, and it's just because I'm looking at what someone else does have. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't mean that I don't have anything. It's just that I'm looking at the one thing that they have and I don't. And I begin to neglect the thing that I do have. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's something that I could be cultivating. There's something that I could be, uh, you know, uh, sowing t- so that it can grow uh, or training up so that, you know, I can use it in the future or strengthen my skills in, in said area. And I'm And I'm neglecting it because of comparison. Right. Right. Um, and I think, man, just, Mm. I think in ministries, I think in, um, you know, just in all things, we can so quickly look at the success of another person, um, or the success of another, uh, ministry Mm -hmm. and begin to like forget the effectiveness of what we have, whether it be on a smaller scale, it doesn't like negate its effectiveness, um, Mm -hmm. or the fruit thereof. So, I was—I mean, personally, I know one of the things that I constantly have to go back and repent for and constantly check myself on is uh, comparing myself to other people, um, other ministries, other, other things around me that seem to be, you know, um, you know so much further along than I am um, and forget to cultivate what I have in my hands. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that is... Um I think you're not alone in that. Everybody goes through that. Mm -hmm. I believe everybody goes through that. But it's just because we feel like what we have isn't enough. And honestly, the people that we have compared ourselves to have realized what they had Mm -hmm. and went to work with it. Like they went to work with it and they did not stand around and they are, they're not currently standing around looking at what other, what other people have. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that parable because when I was a child and I would read it, I was I would think like you know why why didn't people get the same amount of talents or whatever? Mm. And you know, um, obviously in the Bible, talents was money mm-hmm. at the time, you know. But I I would I'm correct on that. Yeah, it was money. Yeah, yeah. So, but I used to think like why didn't they get the same amount? But um, you know, I love the part where it specifies according to their own ability. You know, we love the scripture that the Lord wouldn't give us more than we can bear, um, give us more than we can handle. We love to say that, but we don't um, we don't actually like it in the proper context all the way. Like, I think we like it when we think of trouble Mm -hmm. or when we think of, you know, issues, but we don't like it when we think of blessings. Mm. Like there are some blessings that God does not give us because he knows we can't handle it at the moment, Mm -hmm. you know. I think we said it on the last podcast, like people who have dirty apartments who pray for the townhouse, like you're showing God that you're not prepared for it. And honestly, what you do with what you have in this season proves if you're ready for the the thing that you're longing after. Wow. Man, yeah, that's that's really good. Huh. Yeah. I'm sitting here thinking now, like, what have I not been a good steward of? You know, am I being a good steward of the things that I do have right now, mm-hmm. um, 
<clears throat> and I know that like I can be grouped in with with those people who are you know praying for the next thing mm-hmm. um, and forget about the now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just I even want to speak to like people in this season who might be praying for um, you know new community, new mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you ending those relationships? Yeah, like whether they treated you good or bad, like what's the type of person, what's the type of friend that you're going to be? Because regardless of how they treated you, you're the friend that moves on Mm -hmm. um, to the next person. So I don't know. I just, I know me personally, man, I'm sitting here thinking now, like, what have I not been a good steward of? Am I being a good steward of everything that I do have? Mm -hmm. Um, Because everything that I have right now, God has trusted me with. Mm-hmm. Um, just like in the parable with those talents, according to my abilities. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to make sure that I'm not uh, burying uh, the talent out of fear or out of envy or greed or anything like that. Um, but just really being a good steward, man. And I think mm-hmm. that that's the way to really um, <clears throat> really take the next step. Yeah. You know, before yeah. you, before even praying about like receiving more, just mm-hmm. asking God to help you be a good steward of what's already in your hands, whether whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess even before that, you have to like ask God to show you what is in your hands. You know, what He's blessing you. True. That's very true. And how you can apply what's in your hands to your surroundings. You know, this also reminds me of the two fish and five loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us we we have 5,000 people to feed ministry-wise, um, mm. seemingly, you know, and but we look in our hands and we just see the two fish and the five loaves. Mm. But when Jesus broke it, it became enough. And so we have to even trust God with the very little in our, ha- in our hands and say, God, I need you to break this. I need you to stretch this so that it can be enough. You know, I believe, like, we have mothers, we have fathers who are, who, who are in this quarantine and they have had to become teachers. Um, mm-hmm. They had to become the principal. They had to become the gym teacher and also still work and also still figure out how am I going to make the bills work and how am I going to feed these kids? And you feel like you have just a little, but there is some power when you invite God into that little thing and you say, God, I need you to stretch this. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's something to be said about a faith that says stretch it. Yeah. Because I can tell you firsthand, there's been some situations where I've had very little, and God has has made it work. He has made it work. And so a lot of times, even in our ministries, we feel like our ministries aren't big enough to feed the people who are around us. And yes, it is. Mm. Like, yes, it is. God has given you everything that you need to, 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 to do and complete the assignment that he set before you. Absolutely, man. Um, <clears throat> as you were speaking, man, I couldn't help but think about uh, another story in the Bible of uh, the the lady with the oil and the vessels. Oh my God. Yes, man. I was thinking that. Yes. Such an awesome story, bro. And that story speaks volumes to just what we're talking about now Mm -hmm. and how she just had just a little tiny bit of, of oil. And, um, but he told her to gather all these vessels Mm -hmm. and fill them all up. And she's probably looking at this oil, like, okay, Mm -hmm. he's got to be crazy or I'm crazy. Somebody in the mix is crazy because, this doesn't make sense. And she had to have the faith to continue to pour and fill up all of those vessels, 
regardless of what she saw, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I think that we all have an area in our lives where it looks like we're in lack or we don't have enough as we think we should. Mm. And God is just saying to keep pouring, mm-hmm. you know, keep pouring, keep pouring out of the little that you think it is because it's blessing people in ways that you can't see and understand. Mm-hmm. And it might sound crazy right now, but I need you to keep pouring. Mm-hmm. And um, w- with whatever it is, whatever sphere of influence it is, whatever little bit of knowledge you think you might have, a little bit of wisdom you think you might have, it's, it's yes. going to really bless somebody as long as you have the faith to keep pouring and it might not always be in the way that we think, mm-hmm. you know, um, that story, it was, um, it was a miracle, you know, right. uh, there's no telling how right. that happened, but except right. for, you know, God came in and showed up in a mighty way, but there's so many times where we give, you know, what we have and, and God is a centerpiece. He's a, he's a middle piece that really multiplies and brings the increase. Yep. And and you see that in so many other stories. It was when Jesus broke the bread that it multiplied, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the fish that it multiplied mm-hmm. when he put his hands on it. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just have to be faithful enough to give what we have um, mm-hmm. to Jesus and, and trust him with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that like we can get in trouble when, you know, we look at what we can do with what we have. Yeah. And the truth is, I think, we're seeing the truth of what we can do with what we have. Um, and it's very little. You jack some stuff up. And we, yeah, we can mess up a lot of stuff, but what God can do with what we have is, is astronomical. Um, it, it, it's out of this world, what he can do. And, and I believe that God wants to show us that he's a miracle worker, man. He is, um, he is a God that can turn a little into a lot. He can turn nothing into something. He can turn water into wine. He can turn ugly into fine. Come on. We in here just having church. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. He's kicking me off season two, bro. (laughs) I'm so glad y'all can't see my facial expression right now. Um, He was like, we're done. (laughs) No, I was the ugly and the fine part. I was like, he can. God is able. I've been trying to tell people. Honestly, he is the God of miracles. Mm. He is the God of miracles. Sometimes we think that God is in search of a miracle mm. or in need of a miracle or trying to use a miracle to bless us. He is the God of miracles, period. Mm. Any miracle, it comes from the Lord. He is the God of miracles. He specializes in making the way out of no way. Mm, like on. that's who he is. That's who he is. And I, I, I want to, you know, I was thinking even back to this platform when we when we started podcasting, y'all, we had like one mic that used to sit in the middle. Yeah. Like, and yeah. it's funny because here we are 12 episodes, but and you can forget. Mm-hmm. You can forget. We had one little mic that we like propped up on the mixer itself and just like huddled literally over the yeah. microphone to start it. And if you go back to the episodes, you can hear the difference in sound quality. Mm. And then, um, and because of that, I didn't want to even do it. Because of that, I was like, ah, I need to wait until I get some more equipment and then we'll do, because I'm really big on excellence, right? Okay. But 
all I had at the moment was all we needed. I didn't even know how to edit a podcast or anything. Like the first time it took me like two hours. We were sitting there and I'm just like trying to figure this whole thing out. And then like, you know, we ended up ordering another mic and then like we still don't have stands. Like I'm still sitting here holding it. But all we have (laughs) is all we need. And I believe that God honors those steps of faith. Mm -hmm. I truly do. Sometimes we wait to move until it's all worked out and we don't do anything. And so even in ministry, you know, we we have this misconception that because God called us to ministry, he's going to work out every detail up front before we step out. No, there's still a test in ministry. Mm-hmm. Like the first test is saying yes, but the next step is walking out the yes. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us stop at yes, and then we wait on God to give us all of the provision. And the provision sometimes is on the way, but you have to use what you have to get to the provision or you'll miss it every time. Wow. I mean, it's it's in the the, the definition of faith. Too, yes. In Hebrew. Yes. You know, what does it say? Faith is the um, the substance, substance of things, things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Yep. And um, so with that, you know, ministry and taking those steps with God is no different. Mm-hmm. We have to operate in faith. We have to take a step even if we don't see um, what our foot is going to fall under. Yeah. Um, originally, you know, we just have to trust that God is going to take care of us. That's true. And um, I mean, you know that on a personal level. Just even not starting the podcast, but the whole ministry of Kingdom Over Castles with um, quitting your job and yes. continuing to take steps forward, believing that what you were doing is what God was calling you to do. Yeah. And he met me every time. I'm telling y'all, like, all you have is all you need. You want to know all I had when I started this? Um, a 401k and a financial aid refund. And, and here we are. Mm. That's literally it. And I wrote, I won't, please go back. And even if you're not a reader, like at least skim the, the blog post. I wrote it for me. But as you said that, um, I, wanted, I, I wrote about the reality of what that feels like. Mm. That's why I said sometimes you have to kneel. But I'm not going to talk about it because you can read about it. But yes, like that's where we, that's what this was. This was some straight up FASFA. <laughs> 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 FASFA and a 401k put together and then bam plus a bunch of other miracles because it wasn't even just me like that wasn't even enough to launch this but like god just it was the faith scary yes but you know somebody listening could be maybe you're not listening now maybe you stumbled across this years later it's i want to tell you something it's still relevant i don't care what year you're listening to this it's still relevant Mm. whatever you have is all you need Mm-mm. is all you need. Even if you get to the place where you run out of what you have, that's what you needed, and God's going to supply the rest. Mm. But the test is, will you move with all you have? With, with all you have? I found a picture. Um, it teared me up a little bit. Of the first, um, one of the first cast pictures I had. And I was, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it was you. This picture, bro. I wish y'all could see this. Next season, I'm gonna figure out a way for y'all to see like what we're doing. Oh wow! Your boy had a king size sheet behind him as a backdrop, <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't wow. tell me nothing because you want to know why. I found joy in what I had, and that's what I want to tell people. Fine, don't let nobody. Because um, sometimes. We can believe all we have is all we need, but we're so concerned about what people will think that we don't move. You could yeah. not tell me nothing. With a, I took two king-size sheets from Walmart, tied them together, and put some blue lights behind them to make mm-hmm. a backdrop. 
and invited people like we were at the Fox Theater. And but that's what I moved on. That was way before KOC. That was when I just first started writing and all of this stuff. And I can speak from these experiences because these are my personal experiences. I only speak from stuff I experienced. Mm-hmm. And um, that's all I had at the time. That's wow. literally all I had. And I, I, um, it reminded me of the parable of the talent because at the end of that, God tells him, you know, you've been faithful over few. I'll make you ruler over many. And I started scrolling through these pictures and each one, like the, the group of people or cast, whatever, got bigger and bigger. Sets got better and better. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I believe that it's because you start with what you have that God will bless you. He checks your heart. A lot of times what we have is all we need. Because he wants to look at our heart, too. Yeah. Because it's easy to move after the things that God called you to when you have everything. Mm -hmm. It's easy to feel like this is the purpose for you or this is the assignment for you or to feel anointed when you have a church full of people. But Mm -hmm. what about when it's just five members in there? Yeah. What about when you don't have the best sound system or, or, or thriving music ministry? What about when you don't have all of the clients to your business? Are you going to treat that one client as if you got a million clients? Mm. You know, what if you don't have a, a big staff? What if you can't afford to pay your, your staff? Are you going to love them as if you can afford to pay them six figures? Like what we have right now is all we need, not just to get the job done, but to show God our heart. Mm. Wow. Yeah, man. I think, I think as long as you have obedience, mm-hmm. you have everything you need. Yep. <clears throat> because those are those are all, um, you know, stories that you've told, the stories that we've talked about in the Bible. There comes a the, there comes a point where you're face to face with a choice Bruh. to be obedient or to to not be obedient. And um, I think the moment that you choose to be obedient, you already have everything that you need to go forth mm-hmm. um because you know god takes care of everything else mm-hmm. uh with with your yes <sighs> and uh boy man i just i know i'm encouraged by stories like that and, and i have personal experiences myself where mm-hmm. you know i've stepped into situations with no experience at all um just a yes from the lord and uh and God has just opened doors that, that that no man can close. Like I, things that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. God ha- has maneuvered and shifted in my favor, and um, I, I've seen it happen for a number of people as well. But um, I would say, yeah, man, that obedience is so so important, man. And um, I mean, I think you can have faith for the wrong things, and some people say as long as you have faith, you can move on. But if you you can have faith for the wrong things, um, but obedience to what God says. It is the number one thing um, because once you have that obedience and then you have faith on top of that obedience and you're operating in the lane that God has you, then what, you know, what can stop you? Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're already doing the things that God um, is calling you to do. But, um, and the reason I say that about faith is just because faith is, it has become a, uh, almost a universal term that a lot of people, um, <laughs> kind of throw around now because it's true. Um, true. You know, if you believe it, you can achieve it is what they say. And um, it's very true. And you could be doing things that, (laughs) you know, are not for you that God did not call you to, but you have enough faith to do it. And you can, (laughs) LA's laughing at me, y'all. But you can do it. And 
but I think the obedience to what God is saying is the most important thing because that is the most challenging thing. And, it, and obedience is not always exciting at first. Um, it's always it's not always um, going to be encouraging. It's not always going to be pretty. Um, it's going to look ugly at, at times. And um, there are going to be times where you cry. There's going to be times yeah. where you're when you're unsure, but you're going to have a word from the Lord. And and that's going to be the thing that you have to stand on. Um, and that's when faith is a little bit harder yep. to uh, yep. to actually walk out. You know, faith is is not supposed to be this thing that you wake up and like, hey, yeah, I'm gonna win the day every day. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be lying to you if I if I said that was the case. But um, yeah. stepping into that obedience and then having the faith when it doesn't look pretty, and that's when it counts. Yep, it's very true. It's very true. And I know it can be scary. I mean, we can sit here and we can, I, I, I can speak, we both, I've witnessed um, personally with Austin, we both can speak from personal experience. Uh, so, you know, maybe you feel like this is just some other conversation that you've heard, but it's the truth. Mm. You know, I can tell you on the other side of the pain and the fear, it's the truth. All you have literally is all you need. Don't be embarrassed. Don't try to um, um, impress anybody. Um, I was talking to Austin before we started recording about just a, another project that I want to do um, that I'm praying about doing because I do believe that, you know, we live in a time where people are constantly trying to impress someone or be validated. Mm. And there's a lot of people um, who 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 base their value off of the response of others Mm -hmm. and not what God already called you. You know, God has already called you anointed. He's already appointed you, called you, um, um, put you in a time. That's one thing I like from the message. Um, I'm not going to say who, but I turned it off because I wasn't really interested. But (laughs) they did say that you were born for this season for a reason. Like God put you in this particular generation because there's something that only you could do in this time. And a lot of times we think if it's not grand or if it's not big or if people aren't looking, then it's not worth trying it or, or we don't have enough. You know, sometimes people might feel like they don't look good enough or they don't have enough followers or they don't have enough money. Or, But none of that is true. None of that is true. Can I tell you something? God knew everything you didn't have before he called you to do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is not shocked. Like, oh, wait, I thought you had this. That's why I told you to do it. Like, no, God knew everything you didn't have before he called you to do that thing that he's called you to do. Mm-hmm. He already knew that. When he called me to go into ministry, he knew I didn't have no money for that. He wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, dang, you don't. Shoot, I messed up. Like, I, dang, homie. no. The test is in can you actually trust God to get out of the boat and trust that all you have is all you need? Mm. You know, I, I just want to speak to something, too, man. Um, one thing that really helped me <clears throat> in just my journey with this is realizing one thing that my my earthly father, uh, my dad, would say to me. And it's just like, if you ever need anything... All you have to do is ask. Mm-hmm. If I have it, you have it. You know, and, and he would say that in reference to me, like feeling bad about asking for money to go on a field trip or, um, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is. <clears throat> he would remind me that it might not look like we have it, but like if if I ha- if he had it, then I had it as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and God reminded me of the same thing about Himself. Mm-hmm. If we if we call ourselves children uh, of God and we believe that God has his his um 
hand over the world. He has the whole world in his hand. Mm-hmm. Then he owns everything in this earth. This he earth. owns everything. Mm-hmm. God has the power to change hearts. He has the power to, to change minds. He has the power to open doors, to close doors. Mm-hmm. And so if we, are, if we are children of the tr- one true king, all we have to do is ask our father for what we need. And he can call, he can open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing we don't have room enough to receive. Mm. So, you know, that's something that has increased my faith. Like, I might not see it right now, but I have it. That's right. You know, somebody out there needs a car right now. You might not see it right now, but you have it. That's right. You might not have the, the rent money right now, but you have it. Mm-hmm. If you are in relationship with, with God, he is not going to leave you out here high and dry. I, I am the first one to tell you that straight up mm-hmm. right now. He loves you and he is not going to leave you high and dry. If you seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, all these other things will be added unto you. And um, that's just something that I constantly go back to and just remind myself, like, if I don't, if I feel like I don't have it right now, it, it's a lie from the enemy. That's right. Because I have it. I have everything that I need. That's right. Because I'm in relationship with my father and he's got me. That's right. It reminds me of that song, um, that Aretha Franklin song. I know it was an R&B song, but she redid it. And, and it just says, winter, spring, summer, or fall, all you have to do is call and he will be there. Mm. And it's so true. It is so true. You know, um, and I love the part, uh, what you're, I love how you explained the differences between your earthly father saying, you know, if I have it, you have it. And then God saying, I have it, you have it. Mm-hmm. With God, there is no if. Come on. You never have to wonder if the Lord has it. First of all, if you don't get what you're praying for, it's because he's got something better. Mm-hmm. Never feel like God. And, and this is where the faith it needs to get bold and activated because sometimes we talk to God as if it's not in his budget. Mm. Sometimes we ask God for stuff or, 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 or we seek God when we've applied. So I like this. So we've moved on to all you have is all you need. Okay, we got it. Boom, we've done it. And now we're at this point where we need God to show up. He's going to come. He oh, yeah. is. It is never too much for God to show up and find you. Mm. You're not even lost, so I can't even say find you. It's never too late, or it, you know, it's never too much for God to make a way out of no way. Mm-mm-mm. We just got finished saying it. He is the God of miracles. Period. Period. But we do have to do our part and trust that all we have right now, the twelve dollars, the two members, the one follower. All we have is all we need. Mm. And it is in applying what we have that God will continue to make us the ruler of over many things. Wow. Man, I just, <laughs> there's so many Bible stories that, that this can be spoken about, but that just remind me, reminded me of Moses. Mm-hmm. And all that he had was a staff. Oh, my God, yes. But the many, many miracles that God did through that staff and through Moses. Mm-hmm. We, we still speak about to this day. And, and for somebody who feels like their back's against the wall, just think about the Red Sea. Yep. They got, God let them get all Jesus, the way up Jesus. until they hit the Red Sea, and the Egyptians were behind them. To tell Moses to lift up his rod. Lord. And he made a way out of nowhere. And so, like, I just say that because... That was their first. We we talk about it and we can read about it. We've seen the Prince of Egypt and all that stuff. But 
that was their first time seeing that. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. think, oh, we don't see this in a movie, so Moses, he going to... They didn't know that. Right. They were just... I mean, they probably didn't even really trust Moses like that yet. Right. He had literally just got them out of Egypt. And they're sitting here like, oh, crap. Okay. Here we go. We are this this sea right now, and he got a stick. First of all, we know the story. <laughs> and if somebody told me that we're going to go on the beach... On Gulf Coast, and it's gonna split. I st- knowing the story would still be like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, who are you, bro? <laughs> yeah, with this stick. Would you? Okay, modern times, they probably got an umbrella. What nah, you gonna do? <laughs> one of the beach umbrellas, man. <laughs> <laughs> Talking uh, about it's gonna split. Like, but and that's knowing the story. So, mm. can you imagine not knowing the story? Can you imagine being Moses? And 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 that's so good because. Maybe God is calling you to something that's never been done around you before. Mm. You might be the only one in your family about to do what you're, what God has called you to do, and you feel like, how is this going to work? And God is saying, if you just show, if you just trust me with well, what what I placed in your hands, I'm going to show you. Mm-mm-mm. And I believe God calls each of us to something that there is no blueprint for. Yes, absolutely. I, I can tell you firsthand, <laughs> there has been moments where I'm like, God, I wish I had a mentor. And God's like, I'm your mentor. Mm. Wow. The Bible tells us eyes haven't seen, ears have not heard. Mm-mm-mm. So we got to trust that what we have is what we need. Man. Man, that's so good, man. I, I don't know about you, but I'm encouraged. Me too. I'm about to um, um, run around. yeah i mean it can be scary i know for me personally it can be very scary because the things that god puts in our hearts um sometimes you know we don't know what they look like Mm -hmm. no one else has done it you know and and i think that like that's why we get so frustrated when we see different things especially in our same lane the way that somebody does something, it frustrates us because Mm. we see a better way of doing it. And Mm -hmm. I think that it's a healthy frustration because, um, you know, it thrusts you into doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. You know, people say all the time, if you don't like the way that someone else does it, then you do it, you know, or if you want something done the right way, do it yourself. That's what they say. Um, (laughs) but I think that that's a healthy, a healthy discomfort because, it will push you into into creating or into stepping into the things that God has put in your heart. You know, He's He's given you visions. He's He's given you um, you know desires in your heart to to develop things uh, that can take something old and take it to the next level, mm-hmm. or to create something new, or to bring old things together, uh, or whatever the case is. And it's not until you get so uncomfortable of seeing it done the wrong way or the old way that you finally have to trust God and <laughs> and do it the way that he's showing you um, is a little bit more effective. So I bet you already know Austin could preach. Oh, listen, uh, <laughs> we're not That's supposed to talk word. about that. <laughs> That's a word. All you have is all you need, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. This conversation be so good. There's so many moments in this podcast where I just want to sit in silence and meditate. I know, but y'all right? will turn this off, so I can't. <laughs> I just, man. Jeez. Yeah. Mm. It's all you need, though, man. 
it's so good, man. It's so true. Um, I don't know. Um, as we as we pull this conversation to the end, this final conversation of season one. Uh, season one. We got to give y'all some strategy. We will not be the huddle if we don't give strategy, and 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 that's what we're gonna do here. Um, number one is always, always pray. Pray. You have pray to pray. And let me give you a specific prayer to pray. You need to ask God to show you what's in your hands mm-hmm. and give you the confidence and boldness to use it. Mm-hmm. I say all the time, the coolest thing about uh, God being our father is that he's not like an ordinary parent. Sometimes a parent will tell you to do something. If you ask them to help you do what they told you to do, they're going to be like, what? Mm-hmm. But God is the God that will instruct you to do something and help you do what he told you to do. Mm-hmm. And so pray that God will show you what's in your hands and give you the boldness and confidence to go for it. Wow. Man, if I had to give you a number two, I would say be obedient. Mm. Be 100% obedient. Um, it's in the obedience that the favor is released. And sometimes we can want to be one foot in, one foot out obedient. Mm-hmm. But with the things that God is calling us to do, we have to be 100% obedient to what we know God is calling us to do after we've prayed that prayer. Yep. Be obedient. Please be obedient. Number three, I would just say, after he's shown you, you know, you've prayed, you've shown you, and you've been obedient, never bury it. Mm. Never bury it. There's times where you might feel like you're not getting a return on it. And what I mean by bury it is quitting. Don't quit and go for the thing that's comfortable. Mm. Don't quit and go back to the boat. Do not bury what God gave you because he's going to come back. You read at the end of the parable, he came back and you don't want the Lord to call you wicked or lazy. Don't bury it. Don't bury it. Just keep working at it. Don't bury the ministry. Don't bury the book. Don't bury the podcast. Don't bury the blog. Don't bury the stage play. Whatever it is that God has called you to, the recipe, the the, the Bible study, the um, um, whatever it is, going back to school, don't bury it. Pick that thing up, dust it off, and keep working at it. You will reap a harvest. Do not bury it. Mm. Do we have a number four? Man, I don't have a number four. I don't believe. That's cool. So pray. Ask God, show me what's in my hands, and give me the boldness and confidence to go after it. Number two. Be obedient. Be obedient. And then number three, whatever it is, don't bury it. Do not bury it. Well, guys, the time has come. It's been real. About <laughs> to cry. <laughs> oh, come on. Say goodbye. Okay, let me stop. Man, we kind of saw that, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> the Huddle album coming out. <laughs> no, um, y'all, it has been phenomenal, phenomenal season. Mm. It has been for me. Austin, man, thank you once again for just everything. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. It could not have been done without you. This has been very therapeutic. I hope and pray that you guys were blessed for it or blessed from it. Um, We certainly didn't want to produce something just for the heck of doing it. This is something that we've prayed about. Um, We sought God for each topic. 
And uh, we pray that you were blessed by it. And we ask that you stick around because there is going to be a season two. And we are going to be kicking that off soon. We're going to take a moment to just pray and seek God for what he will have us to do in season two. But we are looking forward to coming back with fresh content, fresh um, ideas, um, even some guests. There's some people that we want to have on. But this is only the beginning. And you are listening to something where we use all we had and we found out that it was all we needed. Mm. And so if you don't get anything from this season, please examine what God has placed in your hands. And if you've been blessed by this, imagine what, 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 what you hold in your hand, how it can bless other people. If you've been blessed by this platform, if you've been blessed by this ministry, you have the same ability to bless somebody else. And so with that being said, we want to end this season in prayer and we will meet again in season two. So let's just pray. Lord, we just thank you, God, for the huddle. We thank you for this form of ministry. We thank you, God, for all of the materials that you've blessed us with. We thank you, God, for the topics that you've placed on our heart, Lord Jesus. We thank you for each and every conversation. We thank you for each and every listener, God. We are so grateful, God, that you brought us this far. Lord, in the beginning, we didn't know how we were going to do it, but you showed us that all we had it was all we had was all we needed. And so, God, right now, we're just thanking you, God, for, for that provision. And God, I'm asking that you will meet the need of those who are listening. God, show them what's in their hand. God, give them the boldness to step out. Maybe you're calling them to something that's totally different and something that they never saw themselves doing. Maybe you're calling them to something that will set a trend and a fire in their family. God, I'm speaking confidence. I'm speaking boldness, Lord Jesus. Lord God, I'm asking that you will that you will rise up leaders. God, that you will rise up those who will stand and live according to your word. That will go after the thing full force and with faith that you will meet them on the other side. God, we thank you once again for this platform. We thank you for this season. And we ask that you cover us and give us grace as we go forth into the next thing that you called us to. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Signing off. It was cool. <laughs>